Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddard. Welcome to the Tim Stodds Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest today is Oliver Anwar. Oliver is a personal fitness instructor. He works with high-level entrepreneurs and uh, personal achievers and, and successful people that want to take that entrepreneurial mentality and apply it to health and fitness. Uh, Oliver is an absolute animal. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. He's always just bringing good vibes, positive energy, lots of really practical uh, muscle building, fitness, and nutrition advice. Uh, And more than that, he's just a really, really cool person to talk to. I I really loved our conversation, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation as well. So please help me welcome Oliver Anwar. We are recording, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm looking forward to our conversation. No, I appreciate you having me on, Tim. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, so what you been up to? I've been following your journey in Dubai. Looked like you were having a great time over there. Um, I, I, we were talking a little bit on Twitter, and I was telling you that my wife and I have been kind of toying with the idea of moving to Dubai and spending a year or two over there. Uh, I, I, I know that this isn't like related to your brand, quite yet and i'm excited to have those conversations as well but like i just want to know about dubai what's it like over there tell me about your experience oh bro it's beautiful it's it's like a if you've ever been to a big city that's like 30 degrees very clean very safe on the beach that is what dubai is right so it's kind of like a london and new york city but it's like on the beach it's warm everywhere's safe there's like no crime um, people there are very happy there's lots of lamborghinis um yes yeah, it's, it's pretty cool man and, and there's lots to do as well you've got kind of the beach side of things you've got the events that are going on great restaurants um you can go out into the desert man i, I fell in love with it man you know i was out there for a whole month so uh, you never know i might join you out in dubai when i move out there <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing did you just decide that i wanted to go there to hang out or did you have like a conference or an expo or something yeah so good question so as you probably know there's a very strict lockdown here in the uk yeah um and i turned um it was my birthday when i was uh well, in november and i said to myself i'm not going to spend my birthday sat inside my house in the cold not being able to do anything so i had a buddy of mine and he said let's go to dubai for a month and i said okay cool sold um <laughs> so i went went over and um there were some other people in the fitness industry that i wanted to go and meet so we did a little bit of networking went for a little bit of a holiday and i'm just a person that loves to experience new cultures new things yeah. um and see a new country so that's kind of what i did um so a bit of an impromptu trip a bit of everything <laughs> uh, but those are the best ones right one of my uh trust me i have like a a mantra it's not my quote by any means and um God, you would think I've said it so many times, I guess, because I'm like recording on a podcast, I forget the name, but the guy who wrote, um, it's uh, buy, buy the ticket, take the ride, right? As soon as I hit, don't hit record, Love I'll it. think about the author. And that, that seems like that's what you did. You just buy the ticket, take the ride. You only get one shot at this crazy thing called life, right? That's it, man. Yeah, for sure. That was the mindset behind it. So glad I did it. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I'm enjoying your Twitter. I'm enjoying the info you're putting out there. I'm enjoying uh, your work ethic and your mentality. Obviously, you mentioned it before. You went there to meet people in the fitness industry. Uh, you yourself, at least, I assume, <laughs> are, are in the fin- fitness industry. 
I love talking about fitness entrepreneurs because I love talking to fitness entrepreneurs about fitness because it's, it's two things that I'm really passionate about. And one of the recurring themes when I have these conversations is that taking care of your body and taking care of your mind, although it is your business, even if it isn't, those kind of habits in your life help you be a better entrepreneur, be a better person, have better relationships, you know? So like, I think a lot of the world's problems can be solved by better nutrition and better health. And I mean like a large amount of the world's problems. If everybody just respected their bodies more, um, I, I, I think the data backs it up and I think like my experience backs it up as well. But so all of that to say, how did this even become a, a passion of yours? Like why fitness? Why uh, physique fitness especially? How did this all come into your life? Great question, man. And I just want to say, I completely agree with you on the you know, idea of staying fit and healthy to improve other parts of your life. You know, when you're on top of that stuff, it's really going to help you, um, you know, with business, you have a better mood and things like that. Um, and to answer your question. Um, so it was kind of a funny um, scenario. I was at university and uh, I was a broke student as uh, many other broke students probably know. And uh, I started getting into good shape from training myself. And I was at my mate's, um, house and we were sat on the sofa i never forget this and he actually runs his own business and he'd been running it for a while and i'd always been interested in entrepreneurship you know i'd always look in at what he was doing i'd be like oh this is cool um and he said to me you know you should build a website man he's like you've got lots of people asking about fitness why don't you build your own website here's the domain it costs 99p uh which is probably something like 80 cents uh over in the uk over in the us uh, so i did it i bought this domain i uh, went on youtube i learned how to build a website went through a load of tutorials, harassed my mate for three months on how to build a website. Um, and at the end of this three months, I'd actually had a fully functioning website that could, um, you know, take payments and had some blog posts and things like that. Um, you know, very humble website, um, you know, nothing special. Um, but I remember I, I launched it on Facebook. I got all my friends to share it. And I remember getting a sale on my first evening of launch and I couldn't believe it. I was like, how has somebody given me some money to coach them? I was like, one bit of me was excited. The other part was like, shit. I yeah, they didn't realize the I actually here. figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to learn how to coach someone now. So yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good experience. And from there, yeah, I started, you know, really yeah, focusing on it whilst I was at university. And now kind of four years in, I'm doing it full time. So yeah, really grateful for it. Um, and, I, and I love fitness, man. I love it. There's always a, um, there, there's two routes you can go. With this, my sister's a personal trainer. She's very much into mobility. My sister was a uh, a state champ swimmer, and oh, then cool. um, a little bit of a, a side thing. But I, I find that fitness people in the fitness industry a lot of times were like amateur athletes, and then they graduate college, and all of a sudden this huge thing in their life just isn't there anymore, you know. And so they they transition into the entrepreneurial side of it. And so <clears throat> I, I'm I'm familiar with more or less the two different online routes you can go like you can open up your own gym right but if you want to be a personal trainer you either can sell info products and courses and experiences or you can do like one-on-one -on -one coaching what which way do you prefer to do it so i have a couple of packages so i do one-to-one -one coaching which is kind of my main bread and butter and you know kind of what i do mostly uh, but i also have some kind of lower um tiered products so uh, like a personalized um, transformation plan, which is kind of a, a personalized meal plan, personalized workout plan, but less of kind of the coaching. It's kind of you let the person get on with it themselves. Um, 
but mainly what I do is the one-to-one just for the fact that that's what I really enjoy. I love getting to know the person. I love being able to, you know, get them to see the transformation and yeah, see, you know, hopefully get them to be a different person or a better version of themselves by the end of the 90 days. Um, I really like, and I find that fulfilling. So yeah, that's kind of how I'm set up. So then one of the things that I was always curious about is there's so many different avenues of personal fitness. It took my sister some time to decide that she liked the mobility side of things. And you're a weightlifter. Like I'm sure you can relate to this. And as I For sure. started lifting, like all of a sudden my, my hips were just different. Right. And like my shoulder yeah. were different. Um, so she decided to go that route. And then there's like physique trainers and then there's like endurance trainers. Fitness is not just a one size all thing. Like there's a whole bunch of different, uh, um, like subsets and, and different dynamics to it. So what would you consider yourself? Are you like a physique trainer? Are you just a health and wellness coach? What's your lane? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I would say I'm definitely a health and wellness coach, but also a body transformation coach that focuses on weight training. So um, for me, I'm a big proponent of, you know, lifting weights. I'm a big proponent of um, having a good diet, um, you know, staying healthy, that side of things. And, you know, eating for performance as much as it is the look so for a lot of the guys that i work with i work with some silicon valley ceos some head fund managers some super stressed guys so i try and incorporate you know my own approach of lifting weights and resistance training because there's so many health benefits to that it's so good for you um you know not just from a physical standpoint but from a mental standpoint um, from a health standpoint um and then also in- including kind of the nutrition side of things where people obviously lose weight and you know they get more muscle but they're also eating for performance right they're more focused they can um you know have a better mood right they can sleep better all of these kind of things um are what i'm big about so yeah i'm kind of a cross between kind of a health coach and a a weightlifting body transformation coach if that makes sense that makes perfect sense and you mentioned things like focus it's it's tough in our Instagram culture, right? Where you see health and fitness and the first thing you think of is like, oh man, how do I get my body to look like that? But I mean, geez, I'm sure you can relate to this. Maybe, maybe you're just in tip top shape all 12 months, 365 of the year, but shape and fitness and physique really can just fluctuate quickly too, you know? Very true. Um, but regardless and it can even fluctuate just depending on like the kind of workouts that you're doing like as soon as, as soon as i do like two weeks of jump boxes or box jumps you know all of a sudden that extra little bit in my chest is kind of gone you know and I'm, I'm leaned out a little bit but the one thing that stays is just like the focus and a little bit less anxiety and a little bit less like just feeling like I want to be somewhere else all the time, you know, like for some reason, when I get that extra exhaust out of my system, I just feel more comfortable being where I am. I don't necessarily have a question with that. I just kind of want to hear your insight on the benefits outside of just like looking good and being able to take better selfies. It's so true. And I can relate to that. I mean, for me, I started working out because I was not very confident as a young guy. So I went to a sporting college with a lot of big rugby players and I was a skinny football player. And, you know, these guys were the most popular, the most confident, you know, the ones getting all the girls. And for me, um, you know, I was pretty confident as a young guy, but I just wasn't on that level. So for me, I felt like I needed to, you know, it's always keeping up with the Joneses, right? I want 
to be like you know the people I was with and I was hanging out with so um, I quickly learned how to train myself and how to do that and a lot of it was for the physical benefits now I look at myself you know eight ten years down the line you know I trained to look physically good um, you know my physique does fluctuate uh, you're right it does happen I don't stay in you know shredded shape all year round but for me it's not always now about the physique and how it looks what it's about is you know how can I you know relieve stress how can I make myself less anxious how can I be a better person to be around and a lot of that comes from my mood from training and I work out because I want to feel good it's not just about looking good it's about feeling good it's about moving good having an enthusiasm for life and for me working out does that right working out gives me that now um so yeah now it is transitioned a bit to yeah kind of working out to, to make me feel good um and i've definitely seen a reduction in stress a reduction in anxiety uh, and just an increase in mood and enthusiasm from working out regularly do you find that a lot of the people that you work with deal with i, I don't want to go as strong to say mental health but how much of your training is like mental health exercising as opposed to just physical that's a great question and, and it's crazy so you know i brand myself as a body transformation coach but the changes that people make you know the weight that they lose they lose 40 pounds but that's not what changes like yeah. the, the big changes in how they feel about themselves um you know to take an example there's you know a guy a client i work with he broke up with his girlfriend you know he hated himself he wouldn't go out um and obviously he put on some weight because of that now you know the, he, he ended up losing some weight and you know he lost a lot of weight but that wasn't the biggest transformation. You know, he looked great, but what happened after? He had some self-belief in himself, right? He started going outside more. He ranked himself as less anxious. So I do a self-assessment uh, with my clients from day one Ooh. all the way up until day 90. And at day 90, he was scoring all greens because he was feeling so much better about himself. And that is the transformation that you want to make someone, right? You want to make them feel like they've got that enthusiasm for life that they can tackle work they can tackle relationships and the, and they're ready to deal with the trials and tribulations of, uh, of life right um and it's great to see man so i would say it goes way beyond the physical and definitely into the mental the emotional and, and the developmental side of things yeah there's just so many places that we could go with that one of the things that i uh, i was working with a weightlifting coach for almost a year um i had I had some back issues and I had to stop doing a lot of the cardio stuff I was doing. And then, you know, I was trying to get like insecure about it because you get on like some belly. And so I was like, oh, fuck it. I can't do this anymore. Like, let me, I, I got a gym in my garage. So I hired a, a, a good like weightlifting coach and uh, he and I became pretty good friends. And he would talk to me about how half of, of being, a coach, a trainer is actually just knowing how to approach a particular personality. Cause I've been an athlete my whole so life, true. you know? And so like having somebody say like, just pick the thing up and don't complain about it. Just pick it up. Like that doesn't bother me, but I can imagine for other people, um, it'd be like really intimidating and you would probably like turn them off to the idea just by not necessarily knowing how to, to manage that expectation, especially when, when you do that assessment, like, you know, if you have somebody that's scoring like super, super high with anxiety and like low self-esteem, the last thing you want to do is like point at them and be like, don't so be a true. sissy, get up there, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just speak to me about that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I think you're right. There's something called bio-individuality, right? And everybody's different and everybody requires you know, different uh, bio-individuality. 
right uh, and this is you know an approach that happens with you know your nutrition your training but also to do with kind of like personality types of where people are in in their life right and you, you know somebody that is very low on themselves you want to coach them in a different way and give them kind of different feedback compared to somebody who is you know maybe a bit more advanced and a bit more confident in themselves you're going to treat that differently so the way i coach people is you know it's a very kind of rigorous onboarding process i kind of speak with my client for you know a good half an hour before they even sign up good hour really deep diving into them um then if i feel they're a good fit we'll then jump on another hour call to deep dive even more into who they are as well as a questionnaire so um i like to get to know the person kind of as much as i can before we um kind of start working together and that helps me pre-plan them um you know it builds up the trust that we have between each other but it also um really helps me see character and you know not i wouldn't say flaws in their character but but things that maybe need to be approached in different ways um so you're right that there needs to be different approaches for different people at different levels so what are the are there any patterns you see when you do that first assessment i i, I gotta imagine everybody's different but i gotta imagine that everybody's also probably like a little bit the same is it i guess what i'm asking in when people come to you with that assessment are they more interested in changing their body or are they more interested in changing their emotions yeah this is a really good question and um i actually get to the bottom of it so you know i always ask people what's your why right what's the what's the reason you want to change okay um and i never ask them you know how much weight do you want to lose i say why do you want to change because the, you know, what drives people to lose the weight is not, you know, the weight itself, it's the emotion behind why they need to do it, right? And the why. Um, so if people's why is, you know, your partner cheated on you, okay, that's a why. So why is that a problem? Okay, because that's caused you to have low self-confidence and now that's not, a, that's affecting your relationships negatively. So I always dig a little bit deeper to kind of find out. Um, and this is what a lot of coaches potentially don't get. It's the fact that, you know, it's, it's not about the weight loss, man. It's not about the muscle gain. It's about, you know, stopping people having an emotional attachment and kind of fixing this self-esteem issue that they've got or this trauma or this hidden problem that they have and you can help that through fitness coaching but finding their why is really the anchor and the driver that's going to help them if that makes sense oh it makes perfect sense like what is it i think nietzsche said uh maybe it wasn't nietzsche but uh he who has a why can bear any how that's it yeah oh was that frank uh what was it victor frankel is that the one could have been maybe or nietzsche is one of the two yeah for sure it was nietzsche actually yeah um like that me fitness has been so important to me because the relationship that you build with yourself is different and the reason why i appreciate it so much is because it's one of the things that no matter what happens with the world, with the internet and with shortcuts and like, you know, quote unquote hacks, like it is just impossible to hack your way to like good health and good emotions. Like if you want to be able to do a hundred pushups in a row, you just can't like, like you just have to do a hundred, you just have to do shitloads of pushups. And so it's, 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 it means a lot to me because in a way I always felt like if I keep my fitness up, it's something that I can have that I know that I earned that there's just no other way to earn it except for to, to earn it, you know? And, and when people discover that in themselves, when they discover that like, wow, I actually could train myself to do 
a hundred pushups when six months before, like no matter how, how much, how confident they were, like they just weren't able to do it. Right. Like sometimes you just can't do it. Most of the time you just can't do it. And so for me, I've always had like a special relationship with it because um, like I have doubts and insecurities and stuff just like everybody else. But then for some reason, every time I pick something hard physically and work my way up to do it, I just feel like a totally different person. No, hundred percent. I can resonate with that. And, you know, having a healthy body or a fit body, you know, the only person that can take that away from you is you, right? Yeah. Like you always earned it yourself. And, you know, you, you find that when you're on top of your fitness, you're on top of your diet, you're on top of your sleep, other parts of your life start getting better, right? Your relationships start getting better. You start to feel more confident and it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence because, you know, you're doing things that are investing in yourself and the right thing. And you're reinforcing the fact that, Hey, if I can do this with my body and I can get success in this realm, then guess what? In another part of my life, I can probably get success as well. And, you know, if I turn up every day, if I put in the work, I follow the process, I can have success in my relationship or I can do apply the same principles to my business. And, you know, building a body is much easier than building a business. You know, I'm not going to compare the two, but you know, lifting is like the gateway drug to self-improvement. It gives you that reinforcement that you can then transition elsewhere. If that makes sense. Did you just come up with that on the spot? Uh, no, I've used that before. Good. Because that makes <laughs> such perfect sense. It really is. It's the thing where it's like, Oh, this feels pretty good. I want to do this again. And it's like, Oh, That's this it. feels like even better than it did last time. Like I can't wait to do, <laughs> do this. Again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Uh, very cool. Well, look, I, I can talk about the fitness and the exercise and all that stuff. I, I want to make sure we spend some time on just the work that you've been doing promoting yourself. Um, sure. It's cool to see, especially with 2020, you know, this has been like a, recur a recurring theme of my podcast. And I'm sure you've been on other podcasts, you could probably relate, but like half of the people that I've made relationships this year have all just been through Twitter and been like, Hey man, come on my show. Like, let's have a conversation and you get to learn so much about people and you come to admire people even from afar, you know, like we've never met in person, but I feel like I know you a little bit and I feel like I know a lot about you. And that all comes just from you sharing your ideas and sharing your insights and sharing your thoughts, which within itself is, you know, another act of, bravery or courage much in the same way that fitness is so uh so you're building your brand you're building your business you're obviously like a really articulate and intelligent guy what do you think has been the the biggest reason for the attention that you've been garnering is it just your authenticity is it your honesty do you have like a specific strategy behind the content you're creating like what, what's what's your secret man no, I appreciate that, man. Th thank you for the kind words. And it's, it's a bit weird. So um, I always used to, f I was on, so I've built an audience on Instagram, but that was mainly through uh, kind of just posting a lot of physique shots and that kind of thing. And I said, yeah. you know what, like, that's great. But, you know, I'm deeper than that. I've got more to me than, you know, just the physique side. So I said, you know, Twitter's great. I was following people like Ed Lattimore. He was one of the first people I followed and I loved his mindset on things, right? And he was one of my favorite and first Twitter follows. Um, and I started getting into kind of the realm of, you know, money, Twitter and all these other people. And I was like, you know what? I resonate with these guys, man. I've never expressed these thoughts or these, um, you know, feelings or ideas before, but I resonate with these guys. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this and i just started literally spreading you know my ideas and my thoughts um you know mainly at the beginning of this year um 
and I've started to build an audience. And there's, you know, I've done some Twitter coaching on how to format tweets um, and things like that. And I've asked, done some courses, but like the content itself, man, is just from living my own life and speaking about what I've read, what I've thought about, what I've experienced, some of the mistakes I've made, the lessons I've learned. Um, and I've just tried to share that with people. And for some reason, people seem to be enjoying it, man. So um, there's no real plan to it, really. It's just about kind of sharing my thoughts and experiences. Uh, who was the guy that you mentioned? You, you boosted his name real quick. Uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Lattimore. He's quite big on Twitter. Ed Lattimore. Is he, would you consider him to be like your unofficial? Everybody has somebody that they kind of like model in a way, right? Like we're, we're, we're very, uh, we imitate uh, to an extent. And yeah, like you put your own ideas in there, but we all have somebody that's like, okay, I like his style. Let me try to stay in that lane a little bit. Would you consider Ed Lattimore to be like your, your Twitter um, inspiration? Yeah, definitely. I think to begin with, I very much liked his style um, for sure. Yeah. I like the way he's kind of no nonsense, you know, no BS approach to kind of self-development. I really like that. Um, and I try to embody that with kind of what I do as well um, because yeah, nobody likes the fluff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's like th there is an art to it, right? You would. So I remember when Jack was on my show, Jack Butcher, he said something that like always stuck with me that I've been my, trying my best to apply. And that is just to accept the advantage of like restraint, you know, and Twitter is all about restraint like you wouldn't think it just because of the amount of trash that is on there but for the people that are like actually engaging and talking to each other it's a real art in like clarity and expression to think okay i got this tiny tiny little canvas to say something as meaningful and like as helpful to other people as possible and you know there's an art to taking like big ideas and condensing them down into bite-sized chunks and and I have found that the guys and the gals that have been able to do that the best are the ones that like really succeed on Twitter. Yeah. And I've personally found, you know, the things, the ideas that you can express in as least words possible in the simplest way possible always do well. So, you know, if you can, you know, make a big idea and make it very simple for people to understand and like people go, ah, aha, like mm. that when they read your tweet, those seems to do really well. Um, for sure. Those kind of one liners, they, they definitely hit home. So I want to know, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you saw Instagram, maybe you thought it was a little bit superficial and you wanted to do something a little bit deeper, but why did you pick that platform? Like how come you didn't just go to YouTube or how come you're not like TikTok and like the rest of these, these youngins, um, it's sort of like the OG social network, you know, like I think you're probably yeah. a little bit younger than me and I, I'm always a little bit fascinated why I'm 34. And so I'm always thinking like, what are 20 year olds jumping on Twitter for when they should be like dancing into <laughs> some, like, like ridiculous show? Why, why, why did you take that route? It's a really good question. And I think it was uh, from a kind of maturity point. So, and, you know, I spent a lot of time on Instagram in my early 20s. Now I'm 26, kind of moving towards 30. You know, your ideas and you, you know, your thoughts, you move into a different kind of frame. And TikTok definitely, definitely didn't appeal for me because that's for like 14-year-old fucking kids. It definitely wasn't for me. Um, 
and I like the idea of being able to express multiple ideas per day and just use Twitter as kind of like your stream of thoughts. Right. Mm. Um, and I like that idea, man. And I guess, you know, for me, I wanted to go to the next level. Like, you know, I always think of life as you need to be moving forward. So I was thinking, right, how can I get to the next level of maturity, ideas, experience, you know, expertise? Well, that's, being, you know, with people that are ahead of me, right? A lot of the guys on Twitter are older than me. They're more experienced than me. You know, they make more money than me. They, you know, have a lot more life experiences than me. I want to be around that, man. I want to be kind of the dumbest person in the room because mm. that's going to then push me then to kind of want to aspire to that and have that inspiration, right? You know, like with Ed Lattimore, you see him being very successful. I think that's great. I'd love to be like Ed, right? Like I love what he's doing. Um, so for me, I always wanted to be progressing, never regressing. And that's probably a big reason as to why I moved onto Twitter and decided Twitter as the platform. Yeah, you strike me as somebody that's just willing to be open and honest about where you're at. You know, like obviously you're having success, but it doesn't mean that, that you know everything or that you got it all figured out. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. No, think, that's, that's right. Yeah. I, I like to think of myself as someone that's always trying to learn and, you know, I'm definitely not as successful as I want to be yet. So, um, I'll always kind of stay humble and keep learning, man, <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah. Okay. So you're not as successful as you want to be yet. So, so what does that mean? Like, where are you trying to take this? Are you just trying to grow the biggest online virtual coaching one-on-one coaching platform possible? Do you have like bigger dreams and bigger aspirations? Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question. So I want to get my business to the point where I'm hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, you know, one of the number one online trainers for professionals and execs in the world, right? Really helping those types of people. And another reason why I'm on Twitter is because, you know, there's a lot of professionals and a lot of execs on there, right, as well. So my clientele are on Twitter. So from a business standpoint, it it makes sense as well. but mainly, man, I, I want to develop as a person, right? I want to develop skills. I want to develop a network. I want lots of new experiences. I want to travel all over the world. Um, so for me, that's kind of the goal, man, is to always be progressing towards the next thing, whatever that may be, right? Whether that's in a business sense, a financial sense, whether that's meeting new people. I always want to be uncomfortable. I always want to be knowing um, that there can always be kind of new things for me to learn. Um, and for me, like always being in the arena and making sure that I'm pushing myself is, is a big part of that. Um, so yeah, I guess the goal is kind of long-term to be very successful business, but more it's just to develop into the type of person that attracts success and is doing stuff to help people and, and sharing his journey basically. Right. And I appreciate that, but I want to dig a little bit deeper from more of like a scheme standpoint. So one of the things I've been thinking of a lot recently Um, and I've been thinking about this more and more as I've been on Twitter, because there's such this mindset on Twitter of, you know, like leverage and of, um, just that, that whole Naval lifestyle, right? Like use code and media to replicate yourself as many times as possible. And and I think that's really cool. And I'm a huge believer in that, obviously, like all of my companies work well because they scale because they leverage media. I mean, look what we're doing right now. Of course. But I think that people, um, some people and most notably young people are like jumping into that first without taking the time to actually learn how to be the best personal trainer possible, right? It's like, of okay, course. I'm interested in fitness. I just got my ACE certification. You know, let me try to make this one course and sell like 10,000 copies of it where in my view, I think the opposite approach is probably better. We're like, okay, I just got certified. 
let me work with people for like five years and actually sell my time for money and like build my reputation and just be the best possible personal trainer I could be so that I'm like way more qualified to actually sell my knowledge. Um, sure. And so all of that to say, it's just some, some shit that I've been thinking of, but when, when, when you didn't necessarily talk about like these big dreams and aspirations, the first thing that came into my head is like, oh, wow, like he's actually just trying to stay focused on being like the best one-on-one trainer that he can right now. And so then after That's that, it. you know, like where, have you even thought about that next step yet? Yeah, for sure. So I'd like to kind of build a team um, that will help me kind of train people on, on, online. Um, so people that will take part of uh, a lot of the onboarding, um, actually have trainers working under me. Um, and I'd also love to go into businesses as well. So a big kind of goal in the future is to actually go into businesses and teach their employees on how they can stay healthy and fit around a busy lifestyle. Uh, and that kind of consulting uh, route uh, later down the line. Um, that is kind of part of the vision of the business too. So that's kind of where I see myself. But you're right, where I see myself first is just mastering my one-to-one, getting very good at that before moving on to kind of the next thing. Oh, man, I appreciate that a lot. And I'm not trying to like preach at anybody here. I, I just think that, I don't know. It, it, it seems like everybody else is on to some like big genius, great, masterful plan right when in reality like we're all just trying to figure it all out and so if you can actually take a step away from that from all the tweets from all the hey look at how great i'm doing from all the fucking screenshots of revenue and like you know (laughs) yeah buy my course so that you can create a course to sell other courses um and like actually just focused on like what's my skill and how can i be as good as it as possible i I don't know i just I, i still feel like there's actually like the universe really does reward those who are the best at what they do. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. And it's very easy in this age of, you know, instant gratification to say, okay, uh, I'm going to do all these things. I have all these grand plans, but at the end of the day, man, you know, your results speak for itself. You know, how good are you at doing your job? Right. And, you know, I guarantee everyone can get better at that. So, you know, instead of worrying about the plans, worry about what you're doing today, right? What you're going to be doing tomorrow right like you know the, the short term and you know the long term you can have these visions but you know don't make them too grandiose right focus on the now do you struggle with that still um yeah i do i used to be someone that struggled with this i mean i used to have plans now i try to keep quiet and i try to you know focus on kind of the things that i can control right now focus on the short term Um, but it's very easy right like you say that but you know you want to have these long-term visions you want to have these long-term plans so it is difficult man as i'm sure you you probably feel as well oh yeah and like this year has been the first time where i I don't know maybe because there's there's always been a team around me you know and like there's an office and everybody coming in and punching in and out and it's easy to make it seem like this next new idea actually has legs behind it when you can just take like two or three people and say like, here, this is a new direction we're thinking about going, like run with this thing. And then they come back like two weeks later with all of this progress, right? But yeah, me in here in like my fucking spaceship, uh, you realize that, okay, the two weeks that I spent on like this, this new idea kind of just brought me right back to where I was in the first place. And I just sort of wasted two weeks, you know? So it's, it's definitely been an eye-opening experience for me. Yeah. 
for sure. And I find typically with people as well, they get shiny object syndrome and I got it as well. It's kind of like your new buddy's launching a new business. He wants you to be involved. Um, you know, there's a new side hustle that you want to do and you just want to dip your fingers into all of these things or dip your toes into all of these things. Um, and I've tried and get to the point now where I just, you know, learn to say no, man, you know, what are you, what am I good at? What are my skills? What do I want to do? You know, what do I enjoy doing? And stick to that, man. And I'm sure that if more people did that, they would have more success and have more time for themselves as well, right? Not, you know, chasing the, chasing the carrot around. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's the thing because it's easy. So I remember like 10 years ago, um, I come from a real blue collar family and I was starting my website and it, it was hard, right? And it just wasn't going well. I was working all the time and my father by the way he was like one of the he's just so blue collar he's the first american you know so he's got like for sure the immigrant mentality a little bit and uh and in in philly where i grew up i had a construction company and so like i thought i was cut out for it it's just a little bit different when you're on the internet um but so anyway i called him and i was bitching at him a little bit and i was feeling really discouraged and he was like okay wait a minute so like you want to not have a boss and you want to have your own freedom and go where you want, whenever you want, but like, you don't want to work all of your twenties. <laughs> it's like, it just was such a realization that that's not going to happen. And so um, I've made the mistake of transferring that a little bit into my early thirties. And now it's like, wait, like I actually do want to have time to read this book or go for my walk every night and like not constantly be stuck in my head about like the whirlwind of like, what should I be doing? Where can I be better? And actually just be able to appreciate the here and the now, you know? A hundred percent. I can resonate with that. And, you know, I'm actually a person that, you know, I'm kind of a hippie at heart in that sense that I love like that free time and like, you know, being present as well. You know, I love the grind, man, but you know, you can't do, you know, both of those at a hundred percent, you can't be a hundred percent hippie. You can't be a hundred percent, you know, work mode capitalist, right? Like for me, I find that the balance is, you know, working really hard, focusing on the things that I want to work on, working really hard in that aspect, but having time for myself, right. Spending a month in Dubai, going away, like life experiences, you know, I think that this stuff makes you well-rounded. Um, you know, the social skills that you build, the network that you build, the fucking memories that you build, man, that, you know, are not attached to money those things stay with you forever. You can always make more money, man. Right. Like, of course, but you need to have this time for yourself, time to enjoy as well as the work side of things. I think that's really important. Yeah, I do too. And I have noticed, could be totally wrong, but I've noticed that especially with personal trainers, it can be difficult to get stuck in that because all of a sudden you start having some success and then more and more people want your attention and more and more text messages about like questions about diet and macros and all that's types it. of shit. And and you know, these people are paying you because they're like depending on you. And then it's really, it's really difficult to just say like, okay, I know that we have this relationship, but I'm reading this book right now. And like, I don't know how many ounces of broccoli you need. <laughs> so like, <laughs> call me later. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think there has to, you have to kind of have boundaries, right? Even as a coach. Um, and you know, my clients, they understand that, right? They understand I'm a person as well. And they try not to hoard me for my time. But I think it is just about setting that expectation of kind of when you reply, you know, as much as you can trying to um, make sure that you, you know, you're getting to the bottom of their problems, but you know, you're not literally living to respond, right? And you're just there on the phone 24 seven, because that's not a very fun life. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, well, we're about 40 minutes into this thing. I, I want to definitely take some time to just talk about 
your brand a little bit. Sure. I mean, you, you were so gracious with your time and I really appreciate your insight. So you got a lot going on. You got the workercoach.com. Um, you, you know, you, you work, it seems with executives, high, high performers, that kind of seems to be at least the people that you're hoping to work with. Uh, nutrition and training plans. You got your own podcast. How's, how's all that going? Are you enjoying that experience? Yeah, I loved it, man. So I've got my own podcast. I did have one previously, which was a very kind of mainstream podcast focused on kind of growth throughout all areas of life. But um, because I rebranded to the worker coach, I wanted to have a fitness podcast because again, you know, the people I can help are fitness right like you know it's a niche it right down um so i've niched it down to fitness mastery for high performing professionals does what it says on the tin hopefully people understand what it is um i do a lot of solo episodes on there a lot of informative stuff about how you can travel and how you can stay fit how you can stay healthy um i also get some guests on as well you know some health experts some other coaches um that are kind of you know either working within the corporate space or kind of doing their own thing to kind of um give their expertise to people so um yeah it's a great project i love doing it man well and i i listened to your recent one um five steps to stay lean and preserve muscle when traveling like i think solo podcasts are really cool and i'm glad that you brought that up because that was one of the questions that i made a note to talk about like i i love interview podcasts i love doing my interview podcast simply because like the act and the art of the conversation and like the benefit that i get from just hanging out has actually been like more beneficial than it's great right brand. <laughs> you know uh, but i think these solo ones are they're more difficult to do and they take like some thought and preparation into the episode but like the podcast that i actually listen to not for entertainment when I want to learn something. So there's two of them. Mostly there's Akimbo by Seth Godin. And there's another one by this woman named Marie Haynes, who is a, an SEO. And she just goes on for almost 45 minutes sometimes. And just talks about like the latest search engine news, like the latest things that, that Google is doing. And I was thinking to myself like, damn, you gotta be able to, to, you gotta be able to really know your shit to be able to inform people without, the crutch of just throwing it back to the other person. That's so true. Yeah. So like, I, I think that's, that's really, really cool. And I think it's also like a, a great opportunity because most fitness podcasts are interview podcasts. And so I think if you can build a brand and like actually build a tribe of people that are coming to your podcast weekly, like just for you and for your insight and for like the, the, um, contribution that you're trying to give to them into the world, man, I, I think you could take off with that. I, I'm excited about that for you. Thank you, man. No, I appreciate that. And I'm trying to hit it from both angles there. Definitely the, the informative side and then getting some interviews on as well. Um, so yeah, man, that's the goal. Looking forward to pushing it forward. Yeah, I am too. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to helping you however I can to promote that. So like, thank you, man. So th this is where we're at. Like, I mean, I, I, I try to save the end of it to think like, okay, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this? But like, you're focused. You're in the right here right now. You know, you're trying <laughs> to be the, the best coach that you can be. And I, and I, I think that's really great. So okay. thank you, man. Um, shit, I just had the URL. Theworkercoach.com slash discovery dash call. That's more or less a free consultation with you. Um, what, what would yeah. people get with that? Do you got some, some free time just to sort of book the session? Yeah, sure. So this is kind of a, just a discovery call regarding, um, you, you know, discovering about yourself, 
some of the problems you're having with your health and fitness, um, you know, a bit around kind of your goals, what you'd like to achieve, um, you know, a bit around how kind of your fitness is affecting your work, that kind of thing. Uh, I can diagnose a few things. Um, and then if I feel like you're a good fit, you know, tell you more about my program, uh, which is my one-to-one VIP program. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Oliver, thanks so much for your time. I know that you just got back into the country and you're hunkered down again now that <laughs> your boy Boris shut it down. Boris um, shutting it down. Yeah, you know it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, where 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 else can can people find you? I had your Twitter handle put up, but I uh, I just lost it. Where, where can people find you? For sure, man. Um, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. The handles are at Roanwar. So R-O and then A-N-W-A-R for both of those. Um, you can obviously visit my website. And yeah, feel free to reach out to me on any of those places. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. Um, and yeah, I'll be happy to talk to you. Great. Well, it was really great talking to you. Um, I'm a fan of your work. I'm a fan of your vibe. I really appreciate your time. Uh, let, let's keep in touch. I'm looking forward to, to watching you grow and like seeing the impact that you're going to have. I, I just, I know you're going to do really great. So congratulations. All right, brother. Talk soon. Thank you very much, Tim. I appreciate you having me on um, and for giving me the opportunity. Best of luck with everything. And hopefully we'll connect in the future, my man. Thank you, my friend. Talk soon. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.